Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, June 1st, and this is your FT News Briefing. U.S. lawmakers cleared a major hurdle last night to raise the debt ceiling. And as part of our ongoing reporting on the rising cost of housing, we'll meet a home sharer. She's part of an unusual solution to skyrocketing rents. I mean, a lot of my friends said, oh, what? I would never do that. (laughs) I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The U.S. House of Representatives last night approved a bill to raise the debt ceiling. It's a key step needed to avoid a catastrophic U.S. default. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has warned that the government will run out of money if the debt ceiling isn't raised by Monday. Getting the deal through the House proved to be a tough test for Republican House leader Kevin McCarthy. He had to rein in far-right party members in order to secure enough votes for a deal. The bill caps federal spending for the next two years until after the next U.S. presidential election. It still needs to be approved by the U.S. Senate before heading to President Joe Biden's desk. Today, we're bringing you part two of our special series on housing shortages. Last week, we looked at rising costs in the U.S., and today we're going across the Atlantic. By one estimate, U.K. rents are 25% higher than they were before the pandemic, and house prices have shot up more than 20%. Homes have become so unaffordable, people are looking for workarounds. And one solution is called home sharing. FT audio producer Persis Love met two home sharers, and she joins me now to talk more about it. Hi, Persis. Hey. Okay, so home sharing is actually kind of a new phrase for me. I'm just hearing about it recently. What exactly is it? So home sharing is basically just two people living together, but one of them tends to be a homeowner, and they open up a spare room they have to somebody who's looking for a place to stay. And in exchange, that person does about 10 to 15 hours a week of household chores. So it's something that's been around for a while, but because housing costs and particularly rental costs have been increasing so much in recent months, home sharing organizations have said they've seen a massive uptick in interest. That makes sense. I could see the appeal of that. What's the difference between home sharing and just roommates, you know, two people sharing an apartment or just someone living alone? I mean, one of the key differences is the price of it and the way that that cost structure is set up. The other difference is the household chores and also the relationship that will exist between the two. So a few weeks ago, I went to visit a home sharing pair, a woman named Bearball, who has been living in her home in North London since 2006. And then for the past year, she's been sharing her house with Isaac, who is 25. So there's this intergenerational pair, they're living together, and I produced this piece, which hopefully will give you a sense of what their home sharing setup is like. The day I visited, Isaac was showing Bearball some music that he was working on on the piano. Bearball was sat on the sofa, she had her hands in her lap, and she was enraptured listening to him play. Bearball actually used to be a piano teacher and Isaac had just graduated from a music degree when he moved in, which was about a year ago. And I was not earning a whole lot at the time and I was looking to change career path and actually go into something that would require me to have my degree. So 
Renting a room in London can easily cost a thousand pounds a month, and Isaac didn't want to spend that much. He made some calls to a citizen's advice service, and they told him about home sharing. I needed something that was going to take the financial pressure off, at least for the short term. And I mean, a lot of my friends said, "Oh, what? I would never do that." <laughs> but Bevel didn't want to live alone anymore. Her husband had moved into a care home for people with dementia, and she was at a support group for people affected by dementia, which is where she found out about home sharing. One day I thought, I've got room, so why not give it a go? So Bearbel actually doesn't make any money out of this. She pays £99 a month to the home sharing organisation that helped match her with Isaac, and in return, he does 10 hours a week of household chores. Empty dishwasher, refill, sweep and clean patio. And Isaac, he pays the home sharing organisation £170 a month, which is a lot less than he would pay to rent a room in London. And what he saves on rent, he's putting away every month to try and buy a house one day. The time it would take for me to get a deposit together, it would take three times as long. I find the fact that Isaac is in the house at night very reassuring because um, anything can happen. Actually, most of the homeowners who do home share are elderly people like Bearball. And it's not always smooth sailing. You have to be a bit, what would you say? Open. Open. And uh, open also that there could be difficulties. Isaac is very good at not getting offended. Mm. And that's very good. That's where he really scores. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't feel... With him, I have to be particularly diplomatic. You know, I'm German, so we don't <laughs> like beating around the bush. <laughs> but it's also, I mean, for you, it's not 100% secure because you never know what will happen to me. I mean, I'm, no, no, that's I'm right. 78 and got health issues. so. No, no, that's right. But I think having the experience of doing home share in the first place kind of makes it... You could do it again. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Persis, that was lovely, and it seems like they really get along. But I wonder, does home sharing work for everyone? And what happens if people don't get along? So I think people not getting along is actually quite common. And I know that home sharing has quite a high turnover. I think that's partly to do with the householder often being someone who is elderly and often their care needs reach a point that they need a more kind of constant live-in care. But that is to do as well with like the dynamic between the two people. Um, and actually, interestingly, lots of the home sharers that I spoke to, part of the appeal for them was the dynamic or was kind of wanting to find an inroad to a living situation that wasn't just like anonymous people paying for rooms and kind of not sharing any quality of life but for people who are looking for a real route into a community and living with someone who maybe has been embedded in that community for much longer was their way of doing that. And what also struck me about your piece, Persis, is that the only one who's making any money out of this is the home-sharing organization. Bearable pays a monthly fee. Isaac pays his rent to the organization. Why is it structured this way? The home-sharing organizations that I spoke to say that the fees that they get from the householder and from the home-sharer is what enables them to to run, to cover their costs, essentially. 
another argument they put forward for it is that, you know, if you have an elderly homeowner, actually paying a fee like £100 a month to have someone who's in your house all the time or who's carrying out these household tasks is quite a small cost compared to what you would pay for more privatized, low-level social care. Persis, thanks so much for this piece. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me on, Mark. That's FT Audio producer Persis Love. Next week, we'll go back to the U.S. to look at a potential solution, abandoned office buildings. Can turning them into apartments help solve the housing crisis? You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.